Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Our, um, our little country worship team um, it is so good um, to be here with you. So, so good. Um, we've known Mark and Roz for a lot, a lot of years. Um, started on the Central Coast and um, we've... We've never, they've never given up on us, so I thank them for that. They're, they're an awesome, awesome couple. So, um, so good to be here. I understand that you've been talking a bit about faith, and I can understand why uh, with the journey that you're on. Uh, we're in the same process uh, at Blaney and Cowra. We're going through um, a new season. Um, we are looking at someone to take over from Jen and I in Blaney and someone to take over our Cowra campus as well. And uh, we're going to stick around, similar model, stick around and oversee the, the whole change. And so we, we feel for you. We, feel, we know what you're going through. And it's, um, change can be challenging and it can be so, so, so good. And I want you to, I pray that that would be your stance, that you would have the stance that this is an opportunity for something better to come out of something that is already really good. Because that's how God works, isn't it? That's how God works. So um, I will probably use some scriptures that you may have already, someone may have already used when they've been sharing about faith. But my prayer is like um, at Pentecost, when all of the people heard the disciples praising God in their own language, that you will hear something today that the Holy Spirit will, will translate it into a language that you can understand, that is right to your heart, right to your spirit. It might be something that is totally different to someone next to you, but you will receive it and God will deposit it into you in a way that you can really understand it. So... Um, Imagine that you are uh, needing to catch a flight uh, down to Melbourne. I know it's, um, we haven't been able to do that for the last couple of years, but just imagine that you've got to get a flight to Melbourne and you go up to the check-in and you, and you ask them about the flight and they say, yep, we've got a flight, you've got a seat, you can get on, but we must let you know that it will be very bumpy. It will be a lot of turbulence. It'll be all over the place. It will not be a very comfortable flight, but we guarantee we will get you there on the ground safely. We have the best planes. Everything is great. And you go, uh, okay, just, can you just hold that seat? And you run to another airline and you say, have you got any seats for a flight to Melbourne? And they say, yeah, sure, we've got some, um, some seats and... We guarantee it will be a perfectly smooth flight. There will be no turbulence. You will, it'll be so comfortable. We've got really comfy seats. It'll be perfect. It's just the landing that we're not too good with. Um, our, our, our planes tend to nosedive a bit when they come in, and the brakes haven't really been serviced that well. But it will be a smooth flight. Which flight do you reckon you would choose? If you're like me, I want the smooth flight. I want, I want the smooth flight. But life's not like that, is it? Life can be bumpy. But when we walk with God, when we trust God, when we have faith in him, 
we know that there will be a smooth landing. There will be a smooth landing. The Apostle Peter encouraged his readers to put his trust in Jesus. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, which should come up on the screen, it says, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you. See, there's stuff we've got to do. Faith doesn't just make it that when we put our trust and our faith in God that we just stand there and let it all happen. There's stuff that we need to do. Proverbs 27 verse 19 As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. See, when pressure comes into our lives, that's when the real us is revealed. I know myself, when things are going great, I can be whoever I want to be. I can put that face on, you know, that everything's good, even if there's a few little things. But when, it's, when, when you face something really bad or something really challenging, something comes up into your world. Um, Jen and I built our forever home about eight years ago. Um, we managed to secure about three acres of land just out of Blaney, something that we'd been looking at for years and years and years. We'd driven past it. I'd on my way to work and back, we'd driven past and we'd looked and we'd said, if that becomes available, we're going to buy that. And eventually it became available and the money became available. It was, a, it was a miracle. Things fell into place so that we could buy the land and then we built the house. We designed and built the house and we've been living there about four years and then we get notification that they're going to build a big open pit gold mine across the road from us. Was that a challenge? Yeah, I'll bet you it's a challenge. You know, so, but, and we've been walking through that, trusting God. God, you gave us this land. You gave us this house. You've got a plan for us, and we were going to trust you. And, uh, and it's all worked out. It's okay. The mine might still go ahead. It hasn't yet, but it may. But things, God will have something ready for us and a way out of that. A um, couple of quotes. Faith is the bird that sings when the dawn is still dark. Have you heard those birds that you wake up in the morning and it's dark outside but there's a bird singing? You know, we have magpies at our place that are there and they just, they just warble away. It's glorious. It's lovely. And another one, faith is not shelter against difficulties but belief in the face of all contradictions. Faith is not shelter against difficulties, but belief in the face of all contradictions. When things don't seem possible, that's when your faith has to kick in. Yeah. Nikki Gumbel, um, some of you will know from Holy Trinity Brompton, but more likely you will know him as the founder of Alpha. And, uh, and he, he said this quote, 
I come from a family of lawyers. I studied law at university and practiced as a barrister for a number of years. My sister is a barrister. My son qualified as a barrister. My daughter is qualifying as a barrister. My father was a barrister. My mother was a barrister. My grandfathers on both sides were barristers. And my uncle is a barrister. If we had a cat, it would be a barrister. <laughs> he goes on and he says, as a barrister, I was involved in many criminal trials where the jury was told by the judge that they had to reach a verdict. They could not find the defendant guilty unless they were satisfied so that they felt sure. That was the statement. They had to be satisfied so that they felt sure that this had happened. Every verdict is an act of faith because they weren't there when the crime was committed. They had to believe the evidence. They had to believe what was put before them and get to the point where they were satisfied so that they felt sure that the man was guilty or innocent. I say man because women never do anything wrong. Um, that, that's an interesting thing. We don't, like, when we start to think about faith in a church environment, we start to think about the, the spiritual faith. We don't think about the practical faith. Like every morning when you get up and you flick a switch to turn the light on, you have faith that that light's going to come on. You, you get surprised if the light doesn't work. You get surprised when you push the toaster down and it doesn't cook the toast. We, we just, and we just, it just happens. And we don't even think about it. And I believe that that's how God wants us to live with faith in him, that we just get to that point where we just don't even think about it. We just accept it, that it's, well... And we get surprised when something doesn't happen the way that we think God will do it. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. You see, faith is actually a verb. Um, one of, the, one of the good things for me about being a chaplain, I'm a chaplain in a, a primary school, Bathurst Public School, um, a, a biggish school, 500, around 500 kids, and I've been there six years, so the ones that started at kindy now are in year six, so it's great I've built that relationship. But not only that, I actually learned things that I didn't know at school. Now, I learned things like <laughs> verbs and nouns and... All this sort of stuff that I, I know, every day for me is a school day. I, I learn something every single day and, and I love it. But James tells us, James 2 verse 14, says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that faith save anyone? So we can have faith in God, but if we're not acting on that faith, whether it be in good works or even just believing God for his promises. You know, and I know you guys, you've got Macquarie Care, you've got all the things that you're involved in, the community, the car park, 
um, sleep out thing that you do, all those things that, that you love community. And that's a demonstration of the faith of the church that comes from the people in the building and the people that call this place home. And that's, it's, faith is a verb, it's an action. It's an action. Most of you will have heard the story in Mark's gospel about the woman with the issue of blood. That, you know, she had had this issue for many, many years. She had spent every cent that she had with doctors and they could do nothing for her. And she heard about Jesus. She heard that Jesus was coming into town. She'd heard that there'd been miracles. And she thought, if only I could touch his robe... I would be made well. And there's an interesting little side bit in this that I want to highlight to you. You may have read it and you you go, yeah, I've heard that. Or it may be something completely new. And it starts in Mark 5. I don't think we have this scripture because it was too big, but Mark 5, verse 27. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. That's faith. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed from her terrible condition. Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? The disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened to her, came, fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. She put action to her faith. She believed that if she, all she had to do was touch Jesus' robe and she would be made well. So she went against the law to do this because she wasn't supposed to be there. The, the Israelite law, the Hebrew law, said that she was supposed to stay away. She was unclean. She put action on her faith and touched his robe. The disciples' response to Jesus' question, how can you say who touched you? Everybody was touching you. How come they weren't healed? They weren't affected by Jesus' presence. You see, we can be so close to Jesus that we're almost touching him Unless our faith is active, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You can be lost in worship, you know, praising God, getting all carried away. But unless you're really actively trying to connect with Jesus, then nothing will happen. See, we are the key to experiencing more of God's power and presence in our life. We are the key. Not, not, not Jesus. It's not, oh, Jesus, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. It's us leaning in, going towards, being active. So faith, we all have it. How does it come? Romans 10 verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. So 
if you want to build your faith, spend time around people that speak that way. Spend time in church, life groups, get connected, be involved, do something. Do something. Immerse yourself in the Christian culture. You need to change the way you think before you can change the way you behave. And then you will change the way you respond to the circumstances around you. How do we use this faith once we get it? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Sometimes there's things in front of us that look impossible. You know, we think of David and Goliath. To everyone else, it was impossible. To David, he wasn't walking by sight. He wasn't looking at Goliath. He was looking at God. God has done this for me before with a lion and a bear. He'll do it, but this guy's no different. This is no different. See, faith is an action word. Abel offered a sacrifice. Noah prepared an ark. Abraham obeyed God and left his home. And if you can imagine where, when, I don't know whether you realise, but when Abraham left his home and his parents, that was the um, most prosperous, vibrant, successful city in the world. It was the place to live. It was the best place. And God says, I want to take you away to a place I will show you. He didn't even say, I'm going to take you to this place. You go, and when you go, I'll show you. And that's faith. It's, it's that action. There's a man by the name of John Patton. Uh, He was born in 1824 and around 1858, uh, newly married, been married two weeks and him and his wife got on a ship and went to the New Hebrides, which is now known as Vanuatu. And, um, And he was... Determined, he went there as a missionary, determined to tell the people, the, the tribal people there, about Jesus. Uh, problem was that these islanders were cannibals and they didn't trust anyone. They didn't even trust each other. And he was in constant danger, but he believed in the call to go and preach and share Jesus with these islanders. And he wanted to translate John's gospel into their language, but he discovered that there was no word in their language for faith, belief, or trust. There was no word in their language for that. And he developed a friendship with with one of the natives and and got friendly with him, and he would come and help him, and and he would help him with this translation. and one day he had a chair in his, um, in his little hut and this native came in and John Patton sat down like this and he went, what am I doing now? And the, the native said to him or used a word that translated, you're leaning your whole weight upon that chair. 
You're putting your whole weight upon that chair. You're trusting, or you're, he didn't say trust, but you, you're leaning your whole weight on that chair. And that was the word that he used for faith. To put your whole weight. Now, I'd never sat on that chair. I didn't test that chair before I did that. I had faith in that chair, but I had faith in the people who put that chair there that that chair would not collapse for me. And that's what we need to do with Jesus. We need to put our whole weight upon him. Not just like that. And that's sometimes how we live our Christianity. We, we, we always have that stopgap. We have our legs sort of ready, to, just in case it gives way, I can take a bit of it myself. And... I want to just finish with a, a story about our daughter, Annie. Um, and this is... Um, when Annie was eight, she had a, um, a mole on her leg, uh, and Jen was a little bit concerned about it, so she took it to the doctor and they, they, they cut it off and sent it away to be tested. And it turned out that it was a malignant melanoma. And uh, so the next thing we discovered, we, well, next, you know, things went on and on, and, and she ended up down in Sydney at Camperdown Children's Hospital and had it taken out and they took her um, lymph nodes out of her neck and her groin and, and you know, because they were, they were very worried. And, and we were. We were worried. Um, and, but we were talking about it uh, just recently. Jen and I were talking about it because um, we, when I knew I was coming here and I, I knew that it was a, a thing to talk about faith, See, when Annie had the operation and all that and everything recovered, we, we still hadn't had the results. We, we still didn't, hadn't spoken to the surgeon. We still hadn't spoken to the specialist about the outcome of it. But state conference was on. Um, AOG state conference, Port Macquarie. We love going to Port Macquarie. And, um, so, but we had an appointment for Annie to get her results. So... Jen took our other three kids and went off to state conference and I took Annie to Camperdown to get the results. And then we got the results and then we drove up to Port Macquarie. But, and the results were that she was clear, that it was fine, they got it all. But Jen and I were talking later, we didn't even consider the possibility that the outcome of that visit with the specialist would be anything other than good and clear. And it wasn't that we just had blind faith. It's just that we had trust in God that he was looking after and caring for our family. And, um, and, and I, when, I was, when we were talking about it, I thought, how stupid were we? Like, you know, why didn't we all go? Why didn't we get someone to look after the other kids and Jen go with me? You know, why was it just me that went with Annie? And I, we still can't figure out how that all just blended in, but, 
it was, you know, we just knew that she was going to be okay. So we, I just sent Jen off to Port Macquarie. I don't even know, remember us having two cars. I don't know, maybe I stole one. I don't know how we got there. But, um, but we, uh, but yeah. So I want to encourage you in, in your Christian life, in your faith, get to that point where you look back in life and you look back and you go, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe that I trusted God that much that I just walked through that. Because see, that's the, that's the good thing with God. When we go through this stuff, you know, it can be hard. But when we get to that place where we, are, we just have that solid faith in him, we can do it without even thinking. We can trust without even worrying at all. C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. If you filter your life through your faith in Jesus, you will discover that anything is possible. And you will just walk in it without any drama, any, any worry. You will trust God that much. That love, that love in him will just make it so that you can walk strongly in faith. It's an action word. It's a doing word. We need to exercise it. We need to exercise it. Can we just pray? Father God, I just thank you that your word says that you give us all a measure of faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please you. And that's how good a God you are, that you give us the faith that we need to be able to please you in the first place. But then we exercise it, we action it, we get involved with it, we strengthen it. Jesus was asked, I believe, help my unbelief. Increase our faith, the disciples said. We can improve our faith. We can increase it. It's like a muscle. The more we exercise it, the more we get involved with it, the stronger it will get. So I just want to give you an opportunity. If there's someone here that has something that they're struggling to believe in or believe for, I want you to just stand. I just want to pray with you that God will increase that faith, increase that trust. So if that's you, if there's someone here I would love to pray. I'd love to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, you see these people and you know their heart and you know what it is that they need right now. Holy Spirit, come. Fill them afresh with your spirit. Activate their faith to believe for the things that you have for them. 
Help them to trust in You, believe in You and on You. Help them to stand, stand and stand. We thank You for Your love for us. We thank You for Your love for them. I pray, Lord God, that You would just bless them. Bring this, bring this hope to fruition. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.